Hello, and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. I'm John Ish. I'm uh, in the network uh, business unit here at Orange Business Services. And I'm Frank Morales. I'm a VP for Secure Digital Infrastructure at Orange Business Services. Thank you, gentlemen, and welcome. Uh, uh, Frank almost uh, uh, almost jumped the gun and, and introduced himself uh, uh, too soon, but that's okay. Um, I think I think our uh, listeners can tell the two apart. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll be good there. Um, yeah. So we, we've got some uh, stuff to talk about as far as uh, you know, Orange Business Services and uh, you know the the recent news uh, announced with Siemens and uh, some. SD WAN developments, um, and then in general, just uh, secure digital infrastructure and and the the kind of uh, management capabilities you all are adding to this. I'm trying to Kelsey. Do you have a specific uh, thing on where where to begin? Or do you want to? Uh, do you have a yeah, preference? Yeah, the the Siemens um, uh, partnership would be really interesting to discuss because I know that was um, you know. It's such a massive um, deployment of, you know, nearly 1,200 sites. So could you all talk a little bit about how um, that uh, SD-WAN deployment was different from, um, say, you know, retail or or just a different type of enterprise? Um, what what were some of the, the challenges, but some things that you were excited about as well? Uh, yeah, uh, I think what... Uh... What is interesting with the Siemens, Siemens case is that far in advance, it has been a, a real case to illustrate what we are observing today uh, on the market. Uh, when we look after the market assessment and different technology adoption trends. And, uh, and to make a long story short, the vision we have is that uh, in a context of poor standardization, and if you remember where well, Siemens has been announced back in 2017 or early 18, uh, and, and with low return on the experience of technologies, uh, we have had this push from Siemens to uh, to ask for a new way, a more agile way to co-build a solution. And it's exactly what we have done with them. Uh, this is completely integrated into a, a, a very important and strategic program for their IT. Uh, so their strong move to cloud, I think, and 18, they were already at 60% of their workflow already in the cloud, in the public cloud. So this was a, a very important deployment on that matter. Uh, then, as you were mentioning, Kelsey, I think it's important to understand with Siemens, which is an industrial company, we have very uh, important diversity on the type of uh, uh, site that we need to uh, uh, to have in the SD1 uh, complete uh, uh, network that we have deployed for them. And so it it's probably one of the most complex deployment we have had to face in that matter, uh, because we were with Siemens, really with the team, deploying in the same time their evolution of their IT, and in the meantime, the SD1 stuff, and changing, and moreover, changing all the underlays, uh, nearly 100% of the underlay, because 
the, the decision was clear from Siemens to move away from MPLS and to go as maximum to internet. What I like about this too is that the, you know, when, I, when and, and we're in IT and we're in you know the 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 wide area in, in in overlay and underlay business. The I think the the interesting thing about um, what we did for Siemens was that it matched to a digital transformation that they had overall within the company, right? So. I know, you know, I tend, of course, being the business we're in, I focus on, hey, what are you doing with the WAN? How are you digitizing the van, the WAN and the cloud transformation that Frank just talked about? But really, this was nested in an overall change to the way Siemens is doing business to digitize their whole business. So it's sort of the, the best case scenario for us, right? You want to be you want to be able to help a customer get to where they're going, but it's bigger than just the network and bigger than just the overlay, right? And the, the way that fits in there, I, I remember when we first kicked off, Frank, and the, the first announcement with Siemens was all about the digitization of their entire environment. And I thought, man, that's a, it's so nice to, to fit within that, um, uh, that overall project for the customer. It really adds a lot of gravitas to the whole thing that's happening within the organization. So. I just, you know, add that little part about, you know, how it fits in the customer's overall projects, you know. Yeah, that's why these things are kind of interesting for us, too, because they're um, they span, you know, yes. connectivity and then all the services that sort of, uh, you, you know, that, that, that sort, of sort of dependent on that. And then right. um, it also demonstrates, you know, to our audience, I think, how, um you know, that there's definitely a path for service providers to do more than just address network concerns that, that, right. that they, they are in a, a critical point in the network, an entry point in the network, but they can also, you know, parlay their expertise, uh, f- you know, from the network to all kinds of other avenues and, you know, companies as, as big as, uh, Siemens, uh, you know, that have, um, you know, not just cutting edge technology, but also, ridiculously old technology all under one roof and you know they can't just uh hit pause on everything (laughs) and and redo it you know they have to keep yeah they have to keep serving their customers they have to keep you know uh uh, you know moving things along they have quarterly earnings and all that kind of stuff so uh so yeah it 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 does it it, i think it sets a it's an interesting uh relationship it's an interesting example it's clearly one that hasn't been um you know I mean, the enormity of this recent deal was was impressive. You know, it was over a quarter of a billion dollars, but um, uh, and, and it was like six years, right? Six or seven years, over yeah, a quarter of a billion years, dollars. Yeah. And but but we had been covering this since back. I, I think like the first time we'd really talked about SD WAN, Orange Business Services um, delivering SD WAN for Siemens specifically was back in 2018. So it might even predate that. Am, am I correct there? Yeah, you're totally correct. And, and, and as I was mentioning, it's uh, uh, for us, and due to the evolution of the technology on the, on, on the matter of one, let's say, it has been also uh, the first way to develop uh, and to co-develop with the customer in a very agile way, uh, bringing this, at that time, this new technology uh, on the table to make sure that it will fit with the customer uh, uh, requirement in terms of reliability, in terms of stability, in terms of performance. 
And of course, along the journey, the, the technology itself has changed because we were with Cisco uh, SD1, Viptela that time, we go from VH to CH to uh, a lot of releases along the, along the, the journey. So we have been obliged with the customer to move forward in that uh, particular environment where, let's say, nothing is really mature, nothing is really stable, things are evolving so quickly that you need to be very agile to react, to test, to poke, and to deploy. And that has been the, somehow the beauty of this deployment. And within the middle, a worldwide pandemic to facilitate the deployment as ever. <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, the other thing when we were preparing for the press we did on Siemens uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it's probably longer than that now at the time is time just goes crazy. But but in any event, as I was reading through the, the all the details of the of the Siemens deployment, I thought to myself, this is sassy. You know, we, we, we did a sassy deployment in starting in 2018 before that term was ever there. And I think that. Um, you know, because we we integrated everything that Frank just said, right? But we had to also integrate into security platforms and help developing that security platform as well. And I think, uh, you know, I've been, strong, I've been a long time proponent of if we're doing SD-WAN, we need to have security in the room. And um, I really didn't uh, think of Siemens in a sassy te- text until context until I started reading through. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, this... This is a lot more than just an SD-WAN deployment, you know, and um, I don't think nobody would have called it SASE back then. But in, I think it kind of gets to that point of what does SASE look like? And uh, I didn't mean to make the jump to SASE so quick like that. But but uh, uh, when I look at, um, I, I also say SASE looks different for every customer. You know, it's yeah. not a consistent, you know, everything looks the same kind of thing. And I think this is a really nice example of, what SASE looks like for a very large, complex customer that has, of course, every customer has security um, requirements, but as they go through this digitization and as they go through this transformation, what does the security add-on look like and how do we accommodate that both with the SD-WAN as well as in their their security infrastructure? The um, Yeah, the, the, the thing that jumps out to me again and again is that SASE is not something that customers ask for. Um, you know, they, they don't, this is all just industry jargon and it's a, it's a way of kind of cleverly putting groups of things into boxes so that we mm-hmm. can talk about, you know, a set of capabilities, but, um, but on the customer side, they're going to describe it completely differently, mm-hmm. you know, and they're always going to describe it in terms of their business. And so, yeah, that's where, um, I, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because I think the translation needs to happen at some point because I, I note that, you know, no, uh, you know, I know, I note that, uh, various service providers and it companies and that, you know, that kind of have telecom roots will call it out as such in, you know, in their materials and their press releases and stuff like that. And I know the, uh, on, on the other side, whenever I talk to enterprises, they always just describe, you know, subject verb object type problems yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and somehow it was exactly the case of Siemens saying uh, I need some important security depending mm-hmm. on the site whether it is an HQ whether it is a research uh, site whether it is a, an office so the security on site is adapted to this kind of site and in addition they have 
put a lot of uh, security cloud-based with our everlasting partner uh, Zscaler. So we, we have done all what uh, John was saying. It's fittings to the SASE definition, but uh, in fact, exactly what you were mentioning is yes, customers are asking for their requirement on security. And as John was saying, there is no SD-1 deployment without security. This is not existing at all, at least within Orange Business Services. And because SD-1 is a move to cloud, is a move to internet, is a move to internet as a transport or as a destination, and security should be there, of course, to secure data, to secure application, to secure uh, employees, to secure the company uh, uh, itself. So it's uh, it's very important to have this in mind, in my view. Yeah, we're working on some uh, marketing material right now for you know to you know obviously to talk to customers and kind of bring Phil what you were talking about, kind of bring <clears throat> what they're talking about with what we're talking mm -hmm. about together, you know, and one of the comments we make in the marketing is you're probably already on a sassy journey, even if you don't recognize it as such. Yeah. And, I, and I, to your point, I'm not sure how important it is that the customer says, oh, I am doing sassy. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that anybody's <laughs> writing that down, you know, that, oh, we need to get on a sassy journey. But mm -hmm. I think the concepts of integration of overlay, underlay, security, and cloud that come all together are very important to just about every one of our customers. So mm -hmm. it's convenient to use a four-letter acronym to describe right. what we're going to do and how we're going to converse with customers. But the, I agree with you that um, from a customer perspective, it's probably not as important a term as it is for us to be able to reach into them and say, hey, let's talk about it in this context, you know? Yeah, and I think for our our, our constitu you know, our, our listeners, the the main one of the main takeaways would be, you know, that 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 these type of arrangements enable a couple of things. First of all, you know, bandwidth flexibility. You know, comp um, uh, going you know away from dedicated locked in lines to being able to use you know, uh, uh, if you will, best effort internet or or you know mm -hmm. multiple best effort internet uh, solutions. And then also, um, like, like the gentleman were just saying, security, security baked in, you know, to every, every step of the process. And then also the flexibility of application. So it's like, it, it's, it's a, it's a completely different um, dynamic than what businesses are used to. They're used to being able to um, buy something and then you know, buy the connectivity and kind of feel locked in, you know, it's yeah. like, yes, it's yeah. secure. Yes. It's dedicated. And wow, is it expensive <laughs> and no, I can't run any app, you know, new applications yeah. on top of it. And this completely changes that. And of course, you, you know, uh, that's where I think, again, service providers have a great, uh, and, and their business, uh, you know, enterprise business units have a great, um, uh, ability to marry that connectivity and the IT capability, uh, you know, and really lead them down a path to show them that uh, not only is this stuff possible, you can have all the flexibility and you can have best, you know, uh, best in class service on top of it. Um, Kelsey, I, I, as usual, I cut you off, but, uh, uh, but, but, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, along those lines, uh, I think you all mentioned earlier that, uh, about 60% of their workflows in the public cloud now, and just as, um, companies like Siemens are, are, um, moving in that direction and that, that 
phrase we love, the digital transformation. Um, do you feel like it's gotten easier to bring their kind of networking and security and IT teams together and, and get them more on the same page versus <laughs> maybe more historically siloed? Or is that still, you know, a long uh, road to hoe? <laughs> I think there are a few points behind that. I think 60% was back in 2018. They are probably more. They are probably more closer to 90% or so. But uh, they were a company far in advance on the market for Siemens. Back to your question, what, what, what we are seeing then globally is, uh, and, and really our customers are telling that to, to every time they have the uh, occasion, and of course, customer meeting, but... Uh, in our customer advisory board, whatever it is, that nowadays what they are expecting from us or from their providers is to drive uh, no more in technology or solution or whatever, but really to discuss with them about their business outcomes. What does our solution, our expertise, uh, the, the thing we are going to do with them will bring to them finally at the end of the day in terms of outcomes. Because they are so stressed currently with uh, the business. The business is relying more and more on new, innovative, uh, cutting-edge technologies. And in the same time, all these technologies are not, as we were referring to, Siemens at the beginning, not very mature. They can be provided by very new, innovative partners. You don't know about the perennity of these partners or the technology they are supporting. So they are really looking to a new approach, which is very focused on business outcomes, where we are going to co-develop with them. And it's probably the main way or the main reason for them to finally put the focus on the outcomes and no more on their organization. And like that, you can have at the same table the security experts, the cloud experts, the network experts. And when you understand that, and, and, and really we have customers who are saying that very clearly, all their projects are business lines driven. And then everyone is following, everyone is at the service of the business. And they expect providers like us, integrators like us, to, to be in the same uh, agile method to work with them. And that's uh, the reason why. Then the organization are, I would say, mainly in a general manner, staying quite siloed in terms of organization itself. And I would, I, you know, I, I think, Phil, you kind of mentioned this before that I wanted to highlight and Frank kind of alluded, it to, alluded to it as well, is that the focus in a historical sense from an or from a, a carrier perspective is, you know, what's your round trip delay? <clears throat> what's your packet loss ratio? What's your jitter? Those those things are important because they indicate the health of other things in your environment. But today, if your uh, application loads are, are existing in the cloud, you only get half the picture if you say, hey, what's my round trip delay between me and my data center, wherever I egress out, maybe my local egress to the internet. So instead, you've got to start looking at it from what does my application look like? What does my application availability look like? So it's all, you have to preface everything that you measure with application, right? So um, application performance. So I think that that's, 
that's a key element that that we not only we can bring, but that customers are interested in looking at in their environment. It's no more what's my RTD across the network. It's how is this application performing for my user? And that necessarily brings together, as Frank said, the security team, the application team, the, the cloud team, the network team, because application is a sum of all those parts, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, in a, in a similar uh, thread, uh, another announcement made recently by Orange Business Services was the launch of this uh, service manage watch, this... Um, uh, I'm not really sure what to call it, but it seems like a a way of looking at all the interconnected services on a, a company's network. Um, how is that exactly, you know, deployed? And and you know, it sounds it sounds incredibly critical because it's in some sort of end to end visibility across the whole uh, the whole mess of different <laughs> services <laughs> and boxes and whatnot, but. Um, how is that deployed by Orange Business Services, and what what were companies doing before that? Yeah. So uh, Frank, go ahead. Go start? ahead. Uh, okay. Talk. So I can, you know, so it's um, what companies are have done before is, uh, I guess the, the way I would uh, the, the the probably the real answer is to have many panes of glass, and then you have a human trying to figure out with these many panes of glass what's really going on in the network. So. Really, what we're trying, to, what we're doing here, is deploying a uh, a system that has really three parts to it: ingestion. So it's basically taking information in the ingestion phase to say what's happening. You know, give me stats about what's going on in the network, and then we take that data, transform it, and then um, uh, basically build a data lake, and then use the information in that data lake with AI to ascertain what's going on and, and really um, take those events that are collected from many different sources, can be anywhere in the organization, can be outside the organization and cloud service providers, and use that information to create a data lake and then use AI to interpret that data and present a single pane of glass to the customer to say, this is what's going on in your network. So rather than getting you know, 18 alarms then you want to really understand what do those 18 alarms mean to the applications? What do they mean to the organization? And while all that sounds like full, you know, anytime somebody says AI, I think I, at least in my head, I think, oh, you just flip a switch and AI works, but we really (laughs) take some human intervention to teach that AI what's important. So, you know, we've got flow, flow diagrams of, uh, you know, six different things that could go wrong at a site as an example. Well, if two of those six are down, is that's not a mission critical problem. If four of them are down, depending on which four of those are, or even two might be, it could be a mission critical problem at that site. So we train the AI to recognize what the ingested alarms might mean from a business perspective and how critical they are to the organization. So they're it's easy to say, yeah, we, we push the AI button and everything happens. But the reality is it takes expertise to do this. I was on with our, our, uh, uh, our expert yesterday and um, I, he said, I, I asked him the question, well, you know, could a customer do this on their own? And his quick answer was no. And I said, well, you know, theoretically, somebody, a customer could go out, buy all these services, buy all these uh, um, solutions, put them all together Right. You know, train the AI and do all that. But is that really, you know, is that what businesses want to do? Probably not. Right. So we and I always think there's this and SD-WAN is a perfect example of this where 
customers are probably doing it once in their organization and service providers, integration partners like Orange do it many, many times. So we can uh, shorten the cycle between you know, plugging everything in and getting to that single pane of glass that makes sense for the customer. But it does, it does require that we understand the customer's environment more so than just what does your connectivity look like, right? We have to know what your applications look like, what's important, what's on site. And some of that information comes from devices we manage. Some will come from devices we don't manage. And so our, this um, service watch, uh, service managed watch is built specifically to ingest data that comes both from Orange managed as well as other devices in the customer's environment. Uh, and, and this point for me, it's, it's very important because... Uh, you know, our willingness is really to be uh, the integrator and the orchestrator of the solutions uh, of our customers uh, in order f- somehow to make sure that their infrastructure, uh, their business platform, you, you name it, whereas cloud, security, connectivity, observability, all these elements uh, are, are delivering somehow the business outcomes that fits with their company strategy. And, and we have expertise and we are able to use cutting edge technologies. We have a large partner ecosystem. And the fact that we are able to provide that with also third party solution non provided by Orange is uh, very important in this approach towards our customers. Uh, because we cannot say to our customer, hey, this is the value of Orange, just put everything within Orange business services and it will work. Otherwise, you will lose the complete benefits. It's not feasible today because uh, our customers are transforming themselves. They are moving into their digital transformation and they cannot afford to go 100% 100% left or right, they need to move progressively and it's very important. It's a bit in the same idea of uh, what we are doing with MSI or this kind of solution. And somehow it's it's also uh, in the same idea of the announcement we made back a few months ago about uh, hosting cloud-based solution from editors in our infrastructure. And one last point on the uh, uh, service managed watch is effectively on the fact that someone can make it or not, the benefit of having this uh, by a providers like us, uh, making it for several customers, is finally what we are doing is we are answering to a pain point that any IT departments have. And according to Gartner, it's 70% of IT departments learn about performance problems from their end users. That's hmm. that's currently the case. And so what we are providing with that is we ensure the performance to better meet their business needs. We guarantee the net, their network and application availability and ensuring business continuity as well. And we can, they can improve their decision-making for IT evolution or IT whatever. And that's we can do that, of course, based on their data, on what we are observing from their security, from their cloud, from their application, from their equipment, from their connectivity, of course. But we are also learning from all the customers. So at one point in time, the correlation between all what we are learning from all customers 
could bring additional value to a, a given customers because, because we know that deploying teams in a company is impacting the performance in this way or in this way so we can in advance inform customers or we can in advance uh, prevent the customer from any issue. That's, that's a very important point. Excellent. Um, we might want to wrap up. We're getting close to the 30-minute mark. Kelsey, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, to weigh in on or, or, or note as we were? No, I mean, I, th I thought that um, statistic about, uh, I think you said 70% of IT, they learn about issues uh, from the end user. I was like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, from those that's <laughs> Well, and that's tricky, too, because there's so many companies. I was just thinking about it from, like, a consumer point of view. There's so many companies that my only interaction with them comes from whatever app they have mm -hmm. either on my phone or, uh, you know, in the business context on, you know, uh, the, you know, on my laptop or whatever, but I, I have, you know, my entire experience with that company is through their applications. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I feel like that's, you know, app, application performance is like such a big deal. And also, yeah, they get, they get that constant feedback loop. So what are they doing with it? How, how quickly mm -hmm. can they respond? Um, that, that those are critical things. I just to clarify one point when when a when an enterprise is looking at something like Service Management Watch, or they're just in general concerned about IT performance monitoring, you know, uh, in this new environment where they have you know multiple vendors, a lot more choice and connectivity and stuff like that. Is that this is something that's sold sort of as a business engagement? It's not just like. Yeah. something that comes with a particular product or whatever. Very definitely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make, make sure I clarified that. So it didn't sound like it was just something, yeah, you just install this stuff and you run it and data lakes and AI <laughs> and all that stuff. Data lakes show up right there in your, in your yeah. house. It's great. Just um, push, push the AI button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, somebody's going to try that, aren't they? Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, John and Frank, thanks so much uh, from Orange Business Services. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate having you on. Thank you. Thank you.